When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From around the world, this is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. The Scottish approach to terror, even at Halloween, tends to be more psychological. This is reflected in these stories written by C.E. Eyre, a Scot who lives in the south of France, and read by him and Jen Grey, who, coincidentally, lives in the town of Ayr in the west of Scotland. The image is by Scottish artist Phil Burns. A question by C.E. Ayr. I hear them shrieking in the night. The screams are loud, piercing, terrifying. My blood runs cold every time. I knew him quite well. We weren't friends exactly, but he was also a regular visitor to the little cafe on the port. We would watch the rugby, chat about the usual stuff, weather, politics, (laughs) tourists. He was a quiet, inoffensive little man, (laughs) or so we all thought. It was a shock when he slaughtered his wife and children. Apparently, inside the house was horrific blood everywhere. He strolled into the gendarmerie, told the cops exactly what happened. He was chopping wood when he got annoyed with his wife's nagging. He followed her into the kitchen, almost decapitated her. When the children started screaming, he chased them down one after another, and butchered them. Two little girls and a boy, barely a toddler. He left the axe on the kitchen table, washed his hands and went to the police. Now the house is being demolished. Well, no one would buy it, would they? Everyone knows it's haunted. So, I have a question. Where do restless, wretched spirits go when their home is obliterated? You see, I live next door. Masks. I am afraid of masks. Strange, almost face-shaped, with empty eyes. They provoke such disparate feelings, mystery, and acceptance, laughter and suspicion, certainty and doubt, comfort and fear. When we meet as a group, maybe three or four times each decade, we all wear masks, always. I see ancient heroes, queens and presidents. I recognise actresses and rock stars deeply flawed sex symbols 
worshipped forever for dying young. I smile at monsters, real and imaginary. I ponder biblical figures, soldiers and murderers. Sportsmen and women are increasingly popular, although, surprisingly, more among the first generation than the recent inductees. I cannot say for sure what frightens me. I suspect it is what I cannot see, or what they can. Yet, I have never been identified. Many have, and paid the ultimate price. Many have challenged incorrectly, and suffered the same fate. I remain undiscovered, unscathed. I wear a unique mask. It is a replica of your face, the one beneath your mask, whoever you are, but with empty eyes. Happy Place by C.E. Eyre, read by Jen Gray. Happy Place is where I go when I'm stressed, agitated or afraid. When I was young, if I got worried or upset, my mum would always tell me the same thing. Go to your happy place, sweetheart, she'd say. (laughs) It was easy for her. She'd already been places, enjoyed a life, had fun. Now we were poor, lived in inner city slums. Remember we went to the beach, she'd say. I barely did. Just had vague recollections of sand and water. With sunshine, I did remember that. So I created Happy Place from this fragment of memory. At first, it was very small, just the size of a room. But it was warm, with a tiny beach, some waves and a blue sky. It was shrouded in fog, like home was, but I didn't care. My space was clean. I could feel the sand between my toes, the water splashing my legs, the sun on my face. As I grew older, visited more, so happy place grew with me until I scarcely noticed its boundaries. But since I fell in love, I haven't been so often. I know it's still there, though, waiting for me. Michael has family problems now, finds it difficult to eat or sleep. I tell him I can help. He's unsure if Happy Place will work for him, but I convince him. We clasp hands, close our eyes, and I transport us. Happy Place is smaller again, through disuse, I suppose, but the sun is hot and I dance with joy. Michael looks nervously at the smoke swirling around us, but I laugh. Let's go swim, I shout. The water's great here. I start to run, wave at him to follow. Wait, he cries, I can't see you. I spin round, 
happy place has moved with me, of course, and the mist has closed around him. I hear strange snarls and snapping sounds, and his single scream of horror. Experiment The head emerges from the rucksack. It looks like a great white shark, but much smaller. I stare in disbelief. It is on a strong, flexible neck, like that of a great lizard. It seems to be growing before my eyes. I turn to my friend, the prof, but (laughs) he's not there. The truck has moved away, maybe 10 or 12 yards. He leans through the open window. Just watch, he shouts. It gets better. Better? I can hardly imagine how it could be worse. Why am I here? Well, because he asked me. (laughs) Well, actually, he paid me to help with an experiment, as he called it. We drove to this barren wasteland where he asked me to get the bag out of the back. Take it over there, he pointed, and unfasten the straps. So I did. Now the seconds are ticking by and I'm transfixed with horror. The creature crawling out of the bag is well nigh indescribable. But I'll try. It moves slowly and purposefully. It fixed me with a steady gaze, as though I'm lunch. It is now the size of a small dog. It keeps growing. It reaches the height of a German shepherd, and then a small horse. The body is shaped like a great cat, a tiger perhaps, but its back is armoured like a crocodile. Its sturdy legs are also scaly and with clawed feet. I stagger backwards, scream at the prof. Can you stop it? I plead. No, he answers, edging the van further away. But you can. Me? I howl. How? It feeds off fear, he explains. As long as you're afraid, it keeps growing. It keeps coming. And if it doesn't believe my lies, I stammer. Then we move to the next phase, he says excitedly. The next phase, I ask. What's that? He laughs. We find out if it can run. The Suburbs by C.E. Eyre Read by Jen Grey I am a lady in the middle years of my expected lifespan. I live with my elder sister, also still unmarried. She is the senior assistant in our little suburban library. I have worked for over 20 years in the same government office. Each day I find a mountain of official papers from the same department in my entry. I scrutinise and initial each one and place it neatly in my out tray for delivery to another department. This morning I have my usual breakfast, a nice cup of tea with one and a half slices of lightly buttered toast. 
I am preparing my lunchtime sandwiches, cheese and tomato, which, unless it rains, I will eat on my usual bench in the park, round the corner from the office. Then she startles me with a little muffled librarian sneeze. I calmly but laboriously sever her head from her body with the bread knife, then leave it on the kitchen table while I wrap my lunch. I realise that I am rather drenched in blood, but if I stop to change now, I will be late. I hurry to the bus stop, only to see the number 44 disappear down the avenue. Oh dear, this could ruin my whole day. Halloween by C.E. Eyre Read by Jen Grey I love Halloween. With three excited youngsters to help with their costumes, it's hard not to get into the spirit of things. Spirit? Get it? Do I see a ghost of a smile there? Okay, no more. But even my husband makes an effort. Wears Dracula teeth with a trickle of blood. And he's not a bundle of laughs usually. We go round the neighbourhood guising, as we call it in Scotland. You probably know it as trick or treat. The two boys tell terrible jokes. My daughter sings silly songs badly. The men stand about, being useless as ever. But it's great fun. I like to catch up on the gossip. Find out which kids are staying where. Which husbands are not at home. Because later, I go visiting again. This is the part of Halloween I love most. The time when I enjoy myself best. You see... I am the bogeyman. You can listen to classical and brand new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre. And the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night.